Are you ready to listen to a podcast? Jonesy and Amanda in the morning. WSFM. Our man Keegan Buss. Hello, guys. How are you? Very Good. well. I nice think you had week. a nice weekend in the Blue Mountains. Oh, it was so beautiful. Really beautiful. We've started a business at the property, so we had um, some people up to show them around and, and sort of show what we're going to do and, and what the place looks like. So it was really lovely. And we also had a, a friend of a couple friend of ours stay with us for the night. So that was really fun. Lots of go. alcohol, good food, and hanging out in the beautiful garden. So Very nice. That mm. sounds like hell. Yes, Do it does, doesn't it? That's your idea of hell. That's my idea of hell. It's really? my idea of a dream. Oh, you know, just... Oh, honestly, it is the most serene thing you can do. Like when you live in Sydney and you work in Sydney and you get caught up in the rat race to be able to go to a beautiful property in the Blue Mountains and seriously and watch just your poochie hear... running around. Yeah, it's it's actually really beautiful to mm. see your dog go feral, get himself covered in mud, all the beautiful gardens and you can hear birds and you can't hear traffic. And it's, oh, I'd love that. It's fantastic. And you just get drunk and eat good food. How's that hell? You're weird. He is. He's very weird. I'm not weird. He is weird. weird. (laughs) He is weird. He can't sit still and enjoy. I like the hustle and bustle, man. I need. uh, I need the noise. Okay. And yet you go supping to get away from it. Well, there's noise out there. Why? Because all everyone plays a vuvuzela while you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. If that sport couldn't get more annoying, let's add a vuvuzela. What about you, Keegan, news-wise? Look, um, lots of stuff happening today. Still a lot of the fallout from Jared Hayne and his... Um, it's just amazing. It's not fallout, it? it's fall up. Yeah, for, I mean, it's incredible, isn't it, to think that this guy gave it all up um, on the hope of pursuing this bizarre dream that mm. we all thought he was... We thought he was crazy. Like People legitimately thought, what has this kid done? He is the one of the biggest football stars in our country, earns huge money, and he's just going, you know what, don't care anymore. I'm going to go over to the States. So inspirational. So inspirational. Surely he would have had some sort of in there. Like, uh, surely well, I think he, something. He knew that he had incredible ability and he mm. also knew that he was a professional athlete. So I'm sure his agent or someone would have went to the club and said, look, we've got this guy. He's one of the best footballers in Australia. We reckon he'd be okay. So, look, he's not coming from a, no. a standing start, sure. of course. but. I mean, for us, we can take a lot mm. from that story. Some of us just find it difficult to change jobs from working at Coles to doing something that we really want to pursue because we get very comfortable. And I think we can take mm. a lot from it to just go, you know what, stuff it. If I want to be a teacher or I want to be a doctor or I want to be an artist, go for it. And it's it, it's given us a huge thing to cheer for, hasn't it? It's, mm. it's so exciting to see him go well. I reckon a whole generation of kids, mine, mine play their game Madden on the computer. Uh, on the PlayStation, mm. which is an NFL, is that what, we, is yeah. that what they're called? Uh, but this will just get a whole lot more kids interested, I think, in American football. Well, one of the TV stations is actually looking at broadcasting all these games on free-to-air Oh, I'd watch them. I'd watch them. I'd yeah. watch them. Yeah, I mean, I don't even care for the NFL. I think it's boring, but I think it's great to see an Aussie out there doing such great things. Mm. Dare to dream. That's uh, the message. Amen. I, I, I aspire to one day work at Coles. <laughs> With a vuvuzela? <laughs> yes, that would be great. Red spot specials here, and then I'd play him a little bit of the cellar. I've got a bit of a ghoulie. Um, it's about um, how often the photograph is being used of the Syrian boy who was found washed on the Turkish beach. I saw that footage, that, that photo, um, during the week last week, and I was so anguished by it, but I forced myself to look because I thought I have to bear witness to the tragedy of, of what's happened here. Mm. 
Um, but it was it, – it, and anyone who's seen the photo knows, it just shakes you to your core. It's very hard to look at. But now I'm finding – doesn't matter what story I'm looking at online, it just pops up. Uh, I, Mike Baird said some beautiful words about refugees. I really admire him. Uh, but in reading that online, a different angle of that same photo popped up. I was reading about the photographer who'd taken the picture and photo, different one again pops up. And it's just – it's heartbreaking – and I reckon that there should be a warning saying graphic content follows because it's just hard to see it again and again and again. And that's not making light of what's happened. Mm. I've, as I said, anyone who's seen that is shaken to the core. Um, but it's very hard when you're not expecting to see that photo of that poor little boy who's passed away and bang, there it is. So anyway, that's my ghoulie. That's the life of the internet that we live in. I know it is. Absolutely it is. Everybody shout! Come on now, sing out! It's time for the ghoulies get together. Mine or his? But all of us would look askance if you saw a seal walking through Star City. Yeah, well, you just think it's part of the show, wouldn't you? Just (laughs) you're gonna get all that lint on your flippers. We got this email from Deborah. Every now and then, I ask my husband to hang the washing out, which he reluctantly agrees to. But he jams the pegs right down to the peg hinge. So it's hard to get the pegs off when I bring the washing in. If I mention it to him, he says, well, you should do it yourself then. (laughs) See, men always do this. Men do this. So she says, I just have to shut my mouth and struggle with the stupid tight pegs or do the whole thing myself. Men do this. Look, have you done this? Well, at least the kids are alive. Yeah. (laughs) They don't need showering. Kathleen is in East Hills. Hello, Kathleen. Hi, Jonesy and Amanda. How are you going? Good. What gets your ghoulies? Man, it gets my ghoulies. I have diabetes and, and, you know, that doesn't get my ghoulies. That's just enormous. But what does get my ghoulies is when people tell me I shouldn't have cake. Cake isn't something that anyone should really be eating. Mm. Yeah, but because you're a diabetic, they presume, oh, you shouldn't be eating that because you might pass out. Yeah, yeah, that's never going to happen. Well, (laughs) with me anyway. So when people hear you're diabetic, they say, should you be eating that? Yes. Mm. And really, it gets my ghoulies. No, it's and true. fair enough too, because you wouldn't go up to someone who was overweight and say, should you be eating that? Exactly. That's 100% true. Thank you, Kathleen. There'll be no judgment from us, Kathleen. No we'll, judgment we'll at all. We'll give you a sundae with sugar on top and say, eat that. Well, I don't know if I go that far. Let Catherine, how about we let Kathleen decide what she can eat? Yeah, everyone just shut up about what everyone eats, okay? If you want to eat that, you eat that. You say that to me. You say you're big on the tooth. I do not. You I, you, <laughs> I, I, I said. Look me in the eye and deny it. I said that you're big on the tooth. Yes, I did. Because you are, but you've got a healthy appetite. Food mm. appetite. You like your food. <sighs> what an insult. That's not an insult. It is, to say I eat too much. You enjoy it? No, I never said you That's what you much. mean. You're big on the tooth means you eat too much. No. To tell a woman she's big on the tooth is you, not a compliment. That was our early days of courtship. No, you said it a few weeks ago as you, well. Well, you do like a meal. You'll, you'll have a, a okay, meal. Okay, let's just say. go. Okay. Jared Hayne has achieved his dream of becoming an NFL player. You know, when for the first moment he said he wanted to do that. This would be akin to me saying, you know what, I'm going to turn my back on this. I'm going to go to America and be a game show host. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do The Price is Right in America because I'd like to do that and I think I'd do it well. 
And I just said goodbye to you guys and just did it. Well, it's interesting, um, Keegan, this morning you said it gives hope to everyone to follow a dream. But we see on singing shows and talent shows everywhere people who've given up everything to follow a dream. It's not necessarily a realistic thing. Yeah, you're spot on. And and that dream very rarely becomes reality for a very select Mm. few people. And you start to talk sport and show business and, of course, it becomes even fewer, but there's a report out today which is saying that a lot of jobs aren't going to exist in a few years' time as we move into a technological age. So I guess it's not just chasing your dream, whether that's a a big name in lights kind of dream. It can be a dream of being something that's not going to exist in 10 years because technology won't allow it. So on a basic level, you have to decide, I guess, whether for a career you pursue what you're desperate to do, follow your dream, or whether you angle yourself or whether you push your kids mm. towards these jobs that will be existing in future years. Your That's boys are one. in high school. What would you yeah, do? Yeah, I know. It's hard, isn't it? You want them. To, you want to say you do whatever you want to do, but if, if, if you can see that those aren't going to end up as proper jobs, you, have, you worry for them. Mm. And Jared's mum has been nothing but supportive of her son's dream. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of of the belief that if you push your kids to pursue their dream and you push them to work hard, even if they don't reach their dream, they'll still succeed in something because they've learnt the value of trying really hard sure. for something. But in the real world, you have to be pragmatic and say, here's where the future jobs are, maybe look at that. So as parents, should we be encouraging our kids to follow their dreams or do something practical? What do you do? Well, my thoughts are on this day and age that you've got to keep your options open and be prepared to be flexible. Don't lock yourself into one area where that's all you'll be able to do in life. That's not the way the world works anymore. Who's going to know what the jobs are in 10 years' time? So, you know, you should drive your kids to be full of, follow, be full of purpose and be agile and adaptable. I just think that, you know, we've got to encourage kids to do what they want. There's no guarantees in this world. And there's certainly, after being made redundant two times, I guarantee that having a a good job is going to mean you're financially secure. So if they do what they love, then they'll always be happy. We are in the Guinness Book of Records. Mm, I like that. I like that. We hosted a show, in case you weren't with us on this part of the journey, we did the world's longest broadcast underwater. Mm. We did our show from the shark tank at the aquarium. Yeah. Well, we could have done this. Mohammed Kirstein Hussein has broken a world record by typing with his nose. Oh, what's the big deal Actually, about that? oh, now I've read on. He's been trumped. He typed 103 characters in just 47.44 seconds with his nose. He's been trumped by another man from New Delhi who did the same feat in 46.30 seconds. Wow. He managed the feat after typing the phrase, Guinness World Records have challenged me to type this sentence using my nose in the fastest time. That's pretty good. Imagine if you were the official person from Guinness. It sounds like it would be an amazing job because you'd yeah. think you'd be looking at these incredible feats of strength or bearded ladies or something funny and interesting yeah. and inspirational. Instead, Instead, you're watching some guy in New Delhi type a sentence with his nose. Yeah. Or you're breaking out the measuring tape for the man with the biggest testicles. How'd you go with that? <laughs> You never get any any praise for no, big you don't. testicles, no, do you? No, you, you don't, <laughs> and nor should you. Well, I no, think you should. Nor should you. Everyone yeah. talks about the other part of I it, know. but it's not the... Well, you're no. from a generation of constantly wanting praise. Yes, dear, good on you now. That's Put great. them in your wheelbarrow and go home. <laughs> go and use it as a space hopper. <laughs> Got some local news here. Local news. Hey, I'm world, world, world. I just realised. It's not local news? And uh, No, no, it's not. I've, I've made a mistake. It's not local news. It's from... Uh, 
It's from Michigan. It's Michigan local news. Do our, uh, As if you've got an intro for that. Alum, the library boy. Do, yeah, what what yeah. introductions do we have for local news? Uh, so I've got that local one, Extreme Community Notice Board, Astrology, Irish, Scottish, German, Hull, Ye olde Local, <laughs> Local Lettuce, New Zealand. But is Michigan? It, is there Michigan? Michigan, Michigan, uh, yes. Local Michigan news happening now, locally in Michigan. What's happened in Michigan? Police are investigating the theft of frozen meat in a chainsaw from a Michigan home. From a home? Mm. Deputies were called on Thursday for a home break-in. They were advised that the frozen meats and chainsaw were taken sometime between 10pm on Wednesday and 2.15 on Thursday. The suspect or suspects are believed to have entered the residence through an open window. The frozen meats and chainsaw were the only items reported stolen. How weird. There are no suspects at this time. According to the crime summary, the incident remains under investigation. Very specific time, too. So they say, oh, no, at 2.15, it was all over. They've gone by 2.15. I think we should send an international correspondent over there. I think we should send Pete Stefanovic over there to report this sort of story. Maybe. This is what it's all about. Get to Michigan. Get to Michigan. Local Michigan news happening now, locally in Michigan. You ever been to Michigan? No. Have you? No. What happens there other than... It's supposed to be beautiful. Isn't it on the Great Lakes? Not the mediocre lakes, the great lakes. <laughs> Those mediocre lakes. They do have some weird crime, though, don't they? I've got no time for that. It's 17 to 7. I do have time for the world of rap and hip-hop music. I don't necessarily, necessarily like rap and hip-hop music. It's important you know what's you being know, played. Yeah, exactly. And today's especially. Rap, 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 rap with Munzi. She's a sexy moons. Sexy, sexy moons. My 14-year-old son quoted a line from this song yesterday, and even he was appalled at this. This is a song by Tiger, T-Y-G-A, who is the boyfriend. He's 25 years old. He's the boyfriend of the daughter of um, Caitlyn Jenner and Kris Jenner. She's 17 years old, and at the age of 17, she is under the age of consent in America. The age of consent is 18. Right. But uh, he has written a song, and this is a song that's charting, about their relationship. We first met Tiger, let's go back a step, with his song Rack City, about breasts, about throwing money at your breasts. Uh, what, your own breasts? Or? No, some strippers' breasts, some girls' breasts, Rack City, get them up there, right. chuck money at them, blah, blah. This song, his, his girlfriend Kylie features in the film clip. Mm-hmm. She's, as I said, 17 years old. This is a song he has written about their relationship called Stimulated. It starts like this. What they talking about? All this is my chains clinging back and forth right now. <laughs> Why the you so opinionated? Saying how you do it but ain't did it, baby. Need a demonstration. This is how you get richer, baby. Yeah, I'm stimulated. I'm at the bank. I'm penetrating. I'm putting in. I'm penetrating. I'm getting big. I'm stimulated. Right. So he's Robert Miles's children. Yeah, children. It's nice, and he's you know having relations with one. <laughs> there you go. So he's all about stop telling me what I can and can't do because I've got lots of money. He says I touched the. This is he's talking about his 17 year old girlfriend. Mm. I touched You're the biatch. A bit yeah, I want to be. I think it's disgusting. 
I touched the biatch, she disintegrated. Up in flames, I've been the flamest. You've been the hottest, you've been the... I've been the hottest, you've been the lamest, saying this to other people. I've been on a plane, you've been complaining. Beep the co-defendant, pistol whip the plaintiff. Hit the mall when we skip arraignment. They say she young, I should have waited. She a big girl dog when she's stimulated. That's the line my son quoted and said, that's foul. And I said, yes, that is foul. A big girl dog. Well, he's, he's saying they're having, having relations and she's big enough for it all. Here's the next bit. It's in city, it's syndicated. All the time on the strip in Vegas. I got the juice, but I ain't minute made it. But a n- made it just minutes later. Why you beep so opinionated? Yeah, you book smart, but you don't get paper, meaning money. They try to count me out all day. I'm doing maths. All I can do is add, multiply, multiply all day. I'm doing the math. So what he's saying is I've got all the money, so back mm. off with you. Opinions. How does he get his money? What's he From do? being this rap singer. Right. Uh, you talking S-H-I-T, I can smell your breath, might take a home, go to dinner plate it. I don't heat it up, don't microwave it. She already hot, she sizzle, baby. No salt and pepper, she bean the pepper. Let's hear the chorus again. Beautiful. I'm a stimulator. <laughs> yeah, simple, baby. <laughs> with me, then I with you. You don't with me, my <laughs> too. I'm putting in, yeah, I'm penetrating. <laughs> Big, yeah. right. Now, I know this song isn't written for the likes of me to listen to, but when my 14-year-old can say that's disgusting because she's underage and he's sure. writing about his girlfriend like this, I think, well, do you just need to know what people are listening to. Yeah. There it is. That is Tiger Stimulator. Where's Neil Sedaka when you need him? Well, you're 16. I'm an old pedo and you're mine. Yeah, I know. But I, I criticise that as well. Uh, your brush is wide when it comes to this. Uh, sure it is. <laughs> you know, you'd, you might like this song. I choose not to. There it is. This has been another instalment of... Rap, 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 with Munzi. She's a sexy moons. Sexy, sexy moons. She's a sexy moons. Sexy, sexy Does my strident nature with this upset you, Brendan? Not at all. Oh, no, no. Okay. What's the matter? I don't know. You sound like you like you looking at me like, oh, you old lady? No. Don't go hard on them. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. No, I, I don't like it either. I'm well done. Well done. Well done. When I'm standing around the water cooler with all those people that have names after What about elements. Tiger and Kylie? When I'm Thoughts? Very... <laughs> what do you mean? What do you think of that? You know, sometimes the world has huge scientific breakthroughs and discoveries. Madame Curie discovered radioactivity. Mm. Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. Yep. It's better than Alexander Penicillin discovering phlegm, which was a different kind of breakthrough. Isaac Newton discovered the law of gravity. Mm. I've been flicking through the latest new scientist. Actually, that's a lie. My husband has. Yeah. But he found this story about synthetic biology. Before your eyes dry out, Brendan, let me tell you what all this involves. Synthetic biology is a way of manipulating bacteria and bits and pieces. And this woman in particular wanted to see our attitude to what we think is good and bad. Like we love natural vanilla that comes from Madagascar. If you artificially create vanilla, Mm -hmm. it tastes the same, but we have a different attitude towards it. She has studied this by making cheese from the bacteria in her feet. She says, well, they say a prevailing feeling is that bacteria in cheese are good, but bacteria on the body are bad. Yet the kind that make your feet smell of cheese are actually very close relatives of bacteria in cheese. So she went ahead and made cheese from her feet. Mm -hmm. She said, I also had my armpits swabbed. And then the bacteria that they took from me and others were also made into cheese. Yeah. 
She said, we ran a seminar at the Media Lab at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and we passed cheese around. We called it Daisy's Armpit and Philosopher's Toe and various others and gauged people's reactions. So people ate and said, this is nice. And they said, well, you know what that's made from? And they said, that's disgusting. So the idea is how we how our brains relate to all this. Well, yeah. Interesting, isn't it? I don't want to know about the other scientists who put together a platter of crackers and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got to draw the line somewhere, haven't you? <laughs> well, keep away from the Cabanossi too. Uh, uh. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm excited to watch our winner of the Projects Your Chair competition, Andrew Guy from St. Leonard's. He's our boy. He's our boy. Um, he'll be very interesting, I think. The reason why he uh, has put his hand up to be on the show is he said he there's a lot of things he cares about, uh, health care reform, education, same-sex marriage. He's transgender. He was born female and has transitioned into a man. Mm. Uh, and so some of the things he's working on are, are youth projects in the transgender community, developing his own transgender youth surgery assistance fund. So he's, he's uh, got a lot to say. So he's going to be on the project tonight. He's got a lot to say and he's also got to say our special code word as well. As well. Can we give you a challenge, Andrew? Oh, please. <laughs> so what, what word would we give Andrew to weave in? I've thought of one. Andrew, one of the words that we use on our show is uh, deprise, which means disappointing surprise. We'll give you 500 <laughs> bucks if you can weave deprise in. If you somehow, no way. Yeah, surprise. Yeah, you could say something like, well, I thought I was going to win a jet ski, but instead I got this prize of being on TV. Well, look out for him. He's on the project tonight, 6.30 on Channel 10. When most of us were 15 years old, we were busy hanging out with friends and avoiding doing our homework. Jack and Draker had different ideas. When he was that age, he was developing an early detection test for pancreatic cancer that has the potential to be 400 times more effective than the standard test. Since then, he's been praised by the likes of Barack Obama. Jack, an incredible story. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. You're, you're 18 now. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So let's go back to when you were 15. How did this come about? Are you just sitting at school and the idea comes into your head, I'll cure pancreatic cancer? No, I actually got into this because a close family friend who was like an uncle to me passed away from the disease when I was about 13. And they found that there really is no way of detecting these cancers. Our current test costs like $800 and misses 30% of all cancers. So I set out armed with eighth grade biology to change how we did cancer diagnostics. But how do you do that? It sounds, you say, oh, well, I decide to change mm. it with my basic school science. But are you a genius child? Uh, I wouldn't think of myself as a genius. I just combine like different bits of scientific information in like cool, creative ways. And so essentially what I did is I was just reading this article uh, in my science class when we were learning about these other things and just kind of put two and two together. And what I ended up with is this carbon substance that will only react to one specific uh, molecule, in this case, one that indicates if you have the cancer. And essentially it ends up being this little paper strip, a lot like a diabetic test strip. You put a drop of blood on it and five minutes for three cents, you can instantly see if you have the cancer. Wow. wow. You know, all I did when I was in science at school was set things on fire with a Bunsen burner. And I, I, I didn't come up with anything cool like that. He's, that's extraordinary. That's amazing. And for you to come up with it is one thing. How do you get it from you saying, hey, I think I've got an idea here, mm -hmm. to people who would listen to you? You're 15 years old. What was that process? Yeah, so uh, initially my parents were like very against this because there are like child labor laws like against you doing like research in a lab when you're like 14 years old. <laughs> 
And so, and also this is coming off like me uh, getting my mom on FBI watch list for ordering stuff like offline. So (laughs) (laughs) she was like, not about me doing cancer research at home. So she uh, was like, go into a lab or something. So I emailed 200 professors at Johns Hopkins and the National Institutes of Health. I got 199 rejections. And, but finally one professor accepted me into his lab and I go in, like went through this giant interrogation process and finally landed the lab space I needed. But it definitely was like a really long process. And how did this then come to the attention of the Obamas? Yeah, so actually I won the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair. It's the largest science fair in the world. 1,600 kids all competing for like $5 million in prizes. And I somehow won that, which was really exciting. Mm. And so then I got invited to the State of the Union by First Lady Michelle Obama. And that was like really amazing and I was able to like shake Barack Obama's hand and talk about my project and it was like so so cool. Well it's interesting because you say you don't have to be a science genius to achieve you just have to be creative. Hmm. Yeah exactly it's not about knowing like every single fact out there that's not what science is all about. Science is about using your curiosity and creativity to explore and change the world around you and so I think if we teach science like that rather than just like a fact of absolutes then we can really get more kids interested in science. We might be able to invent something that's really cool. What can we invent? Like that's a Kim really Kardashian cool? app. <laughs> we, I think that's already been done. Rats! It's yeah, my the, only the idea. Horse, the horse is bolder. But you look at Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison, he did stuff. You're like the new Edison. <laughs> he did stuff. He did stuff. <laughs> look at the light bulb. You can see you're in here with like minds, Jack. Yeah. Incredible. Ironically, Thomas Edison had a light bulb moment, but nothing appeared over his head. <laughs> that's why he had to go and invent it. He had it. to go and invent it for the, <laughs> the inspiration. Look, Jack is just a gog. <laughs> Well, your memoir is called Breakthrough, How One Teen Innovator is Changing the World. It's an incredible story and it's truly inspirational. Mm. Jack, it's lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, Andrew. How are you guys? Good. What have you done, Andrew? Now, it wasn't a citizen's arrest, but we did catch the thief and we had a guy doing car breaking uh, once a month. And when we looked at it on the diary, it was always on a full moon. So uh, we told the police, and they waited for him. He came in, did his deed, and they caught him. See a werewolf? No, well, lunatics they're called. Yeah, lunatics, or they're using the full moon to uh, get good light. To oh, is what the police I told see. me anyway. Yeah. Oh, how you see? You went all Scooby Doo. That's pretty good. I like it. That's really good. You've used rat cunning to catch the criminal. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Amanda. How are you going? Good. So your sister did a citizen's arrest. No, what my happened? Partner's, my partner's sister was shopping in Queensland and she was in the car park just getting her down to load her groceries and this elderly lady was in the car a couple of doors down from her with her handbag in the trolley unloading her groceries. This young bloke walked between the cars and grabbed the handbag and took off. Well, my partner's sister saw this, grabbed her five kilos of spuds and hurled them at him. So he went down like a bag of spuds. Wow. Wow. How how much distance do those spuds travel? Well, I'm thinking five kilos must have been all right. I knew he was fairly fit, but yeah. Wow, he had a real chip on his shoulder. Hey. Oh, these stories are amazing. I'm not encouraging you, by the way. Hello, Mark. What happened? Hi, how you going, guys? Good. Good. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Well, this goes back to... In the 90s, and I was a bit of a wild child, but I met some fellow in jail. I was doing a short stint for mucking up a little bit. Yep. And he robbed the bank in um, the Sydney area. And he's, when he's come out of the bank, the security guard has given chase to him. And some other fellows come running down the road behind him, tackled him on the concrete, and held him there till the security guard came along and grabbed him. 
And when he's done that, this fellow that's um, tackled him has um, picked up the money bag, ran off. He's He's got a way of all the money, and his friend's, uh, not his friend, but uh, the bank robbers actually got caught, put in jail, and got a nice little stint for it. Oh, so the guy who did the citizen's arrest ran off with the money? Yeah, yeah they're thief. <laughs> There's no code amongst thieves. There's no, no honour amongst thieves. Wow. Well, thanks, Mark. And, I'm, and it's good to hear you're on the straight and narrow now. <laughs> I'm trying, thank you. Well, <laughs> that was a naughty laugh, Mark. That's that a very naughty gave. laugh. Not that we're encouraging that. That is great. Yeah. Oh, he's back. We love this man. Top newsman at seven. And now he can add pharma. Oh, top newsman. Yeah. Well, there's another range of news readers. Oh, it's like, started already. Hasn't there, it, Amanda? I've he's been still in the so room jealous. He wouldn't be the top. He wouldn't be the top. <laughs> he's seconds. still so jealous. Topish, let's just say. You'd be up there. Just topish. Up near the sort of You'd be up top there. Era. You know Roger Clemson. I do know Roger. Lovely man. But, you know, he was, he was but really good. But does he Roger was. own a farm? I'm not sure if Roger owns a farm. This is what I'm intrigued to talk to you about. Mark Ferguson, by the way. Hello. 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 Lovely to be back. Thank you for having me back. Pleasure. Jonesy didn't want to, of course. No, you did well, say. No, he said, look, we've had enough galoots on this show. And I said, how dare you talk <laughs> Last about Last time Mark. I saw you, I said, when you go to the top, please remember me. You've gone yeah. to the top and you haven't forgotten. So and I really got, do appreciate it. We've got you on Husits. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just thought, you know, usually when you, you have a raison d'etre, that's French for reason for coming on the show. Nice. A raison nice. d'etre. And really all you've done is buy a farm. So you're just showing off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. I, I've come in to show off about the farm. Tell I me wanted, about the farm. I wanted to bring a few animals in, but oh. management said no. Have you got a Chris the sheep that hasn't been shorn for five years? No, we shear our sheep on this farm. Mm-hmm. I've got some, some sheep. I've got some cows. And as I was just showing you on the phone, I've got yeah. one brand new bull that I'm very proud of. Can I ask you some questions? Uh-oh. You know when we when if you have cows, does that that's for eating? They're not dairy cows; they're meat cows. They are meat cows, but the cows are for breeding. So my bull spends time with the cows. We don't eat those cows, but they have calves. Mm-hmm. And what and happens to them? Well, they go out into the paddock, and they're there for about a year or so, and then they're moved on. Why don't you eat the mothers? Because you need the mothers to make the baby cows, the baby calves. So you don't you, a mother cow doesn't give birth to some babies or one, and then become meat. You're either a breeder or you're eaten. You're a breeder until a certain age when your breeding days are over, and then maybe it's time to move off the farm. But you've got a good ten years, hopefully, before that happens. So and is this move- about life on TV, or is it your farm? <laughs> and one more question: Moving off the farm, do you then get eaten? Uh, it's highly likely that at some stage you're going to get eaten in the farming life. Yes. You're going to get eaten. Yes. Are you good at it? You good farmer? I'm. I'm an absolute beginner, so I'm. I'm learning as I go. Many, many things to learn, but I'm really enjoying it. So lots of fun. Mm-hmm. And what lots do the locals fun. think of you? You'd have to ask the locals. They seem to be nice when yep. I'm there. Yeah. Um, no, they they they're wonderful. We've actually had a, a a wonderful couple of years down there. I've only had my place for about six or seven months, but I've had some cows on adjustment where I've been renting out a few paddocks, it learning like as a I Kiwi go. Kiwi name isn't yeah. adjustment. We've even sponsored the local rugby team, so they've oh. been known as the Seven News Crookwell Dogs for really? the last few years. Yeah. How have they gone? We got to the grand final last year. Disappointing well, result. <laughs> Disappointing result. Not as good this season, but uh, I'm going to have a stern talk to them. I bet. Before next season. Are you going to go on Farmer Wants a Wife? If they would have me. And if your wife doesn't And if doesn't my mind, wife would let me. <laughs> he doesn't want two wives. Nice, I'll tell you what I'm going on. I'm going on Better Homes and Gardens. I know. Friday. Harry Cooper, is he going to check out whether you're doing things the right way? Lovely Dr. Harry has come down and spent some time with mm. me on the farm. And he does know his stuff. So he had his own sheep farm for a number of years there down in Tasmania before this whole TV palaver started. Yep. Uh, he knows his sheep. So he had a very good look at what I was doing. Uh, I got a few ticks. 
and uh, I had to ticks. answer many questions. No one wants ticks on your sheep. I yeah. mean ticks, positive ticks. Right. Oh, good ticks right. that everything was looking good. Hunky That's on daughter. Better Homes and Gardens. Better Homes and Gardens. That's the opposition to Amanda's show. Oh. The living room's on at the same time, yeah. so how about I come and look at your farm? Why not? I didn't realise they, they were up against each other. Yeah. I would have said no if, if that was the well, case, Well, that's Amanda. right. That's exactly right. I can put a cap on and look like Dr Harry. What do you really? think? You are most welcome on the farm. With your cap, anytime. <laughs> do you have living arrangements? Are you camping? What are you doing Let's when you're there? sort that out when you get down there. No. <laughs> She's so forward, isn't she? You two in a She's so forward. <laughs> Break back, Ferg. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always, I don't know why you came in, but it's good to see you. It's, it's always good to see you. It's always you. good to see you. Look, I, again, thank you for having me back. It's, and Better Homes and Gardens, is that this Friday night? That's this Friday. Mm-hmm. But you record that one, you watch The Living Room live. Yeah, whatever's got the Oztown ratings is the one that you... That's right. I'm going to tr- try and watch both. Oh, I, I'd appreciate yeah. it. The girls outside have set up a kissing booth already, have you noticed? They're so happy to have Mark back. With his bull. <laughs> I couldn't believe they baked for me too. Isn't that nice? Isn't it nice? It's nice. I thought they might have forgotten. And you can catch Mark Ferguson in with his news at six o'clock tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Great Thank you to for see coming you. in. Good on you guys. Don't let the door hit you on the bum <laughs> on the way out. Nothing's changed. Jonesy and Amanda in the morning. Sydney's WSFM.